Michelle Prince, founder and CEO of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Michelle Prince, host of the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we're shining the light on successful business owners, leaders, founders, and people who are just doing pretty awesome things in their businesses. They're creating movements and they're making a difference by leveraging their authority. And my guest today, you are going to be super excited to hear from because uh, he knows a thing or two about podcasting. I'll just leave it at that. But first, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Performance Publishing Group provides top quality, comprehensive book publishing services for soon-to-be authors. The Performance Publishing team has helped thousands of people realize their dream of becoming an author, whether that be through our you know, workshops, bookbound workshops, done-for-you publishing, and so much more. I'm just a big believer that everyone has a story and everyone should be telling their story. Um, but as part of being a partner publisher, Performance Publishing Group can offer you more than just expert guidance. They want to make sure you get the book of your dreams and reap the rewards. So to learn more, just go to performancepublishinggroup.com. All right, let me tell you about my guest, Alex Sanfilippo, who is just a brilliant mind in the space of podcasting. And I've had a chance to get to know him over the last year or so. But he started his first business at the age of 10. He began selling used golf balls in his neighborhood and realized that he was an entrepreneur. Since that time, he's done a lot. Real estate, technology startup, real estate investing, aerospace executive, blogging, public speaking, coaching, and finally, podcasting. Alex is the host of the top-rated podcast called Podcasting Made Simple. He's the founder of podpros.com, a software company focused specifically on the podcasting industry. And Alex and his team have created a popular service like Podmatch, which is a service that matches podcast guests and their hosts together for interviews. Um, and Podcast SOP, a project management tool that helps podcasters keep up with their episode releases. Man, that is a lot of stuff you're doing there, Alex. Um, he is 100% podcasting, but he's also just 100% a great guy. And I'm really, really um, excited to have you on the show. So welcome. Michelle, thank you so much for the warm introduction. Yeah, you said a lot about me there. Thank you. I don't really <laughs> feel like I do that much because I'm not like a really busy person. But when you said it that way, I'm like, wow, that sounds like yeah, that's a lot. impressive, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, okay. So I met you through Podmatch, um, in, actually through Jennifer, who's on my team, you two connected, and then we love your service, Podmatch. And, um, and then we've done some other things in there. But I want to, before we dive into that, I really want to go back. Um, I love to know the backstory. So you started at 10 as an entrepreneur, did a lot of different things. How on earth did you go from that to what you're doing today in podcasting? Yeah, sure. I'll keep this story fairly brief, but there's obviously a lot more involved. But at that young age, I just realized that I really liked sales. I liked putting together a team because I had all the kids in the neighborhood help me, right? Like we kind of built this little thing and I enjoyed it and I was good at it. It was probably the first thing, even at 10, which is maybe like a weird age to realize that you're good at something. But I realized, hey, I'm good at this. Like I like this. I just kind of followed that all the way through. So I did all these different little startups and things like that and, and worked with different people along the way. And um, the, the opportunity came to actually get into the aerospace industry, which is more, it was a corporate job, but I always kind of had that mindset of an entrepreneur, which is like an entrepreneur, but in an organization, right? Kind of a newer term. That wasn't a thing back then. But uh, basically, I just kind of showed up the way I would in my own business, but 
in an organization. It worked really well for me. I did 15 years in, in that industry. Mm -hmm. And when I first started, the company was a privately held, what we considered, it was a medium-sized business uh, in the United States. And by the time I left 15 years later, it was a publicly traded multi-billion dollar organization. And wow. during that time, I worked from being a part-time receiving guy to a full-time executive at the company. And what, what made me decide to actually get out of that, I, I loved it. I'm going to say this disclaimer here. My best year at that company was my very last year there. Like I worked really hard because I'm a firm believer that the way you end one season is the way you're going to mm. begin the next. Oh, I so like I that. To, yeah, I, th I think it's so important we do that. And it was great. Like this is kind of like a side tangent here. I don't mean to go on that already, but about a year after I left, they asked me to come back and speak at somebody's like going away party. It was like an older executive who was leaving. And uh, that was cool for me. You know, like I left yeah. on good enough terms that they asked me to come back and speak to the organization. And that was really cool. Anyway, the reason I decided to get out of it is because one day I was, uh, I was really excited because one of my departments saved 10% on our bottom line, like one of the departments. It wasn't like billions of dollars, but it was millions of dollars, right? It was, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I, I felt like I didn't do this, but I felt like kicking my CEO because that's who I reported to. I felt like kicking his door in and like put my feet up on his desk. In my head, that's what I did. I didn't do that. <laughs> but I walked in really excited to explain this to him. And he goes, yeah, I saw the report. And I was like, did you notice we, we saved 10%? We didn't lose 10% because I could tell in his tone he wasn't happy about it. He goes, yeah, no, I know. He goes, but the shareholders are furious. He goes, because we didn't tell them we we're going to do something like that. And they could have been selling the stocks at more than we, we did. And I remember leaving that meeting. I didn't get in trouble or anything like that, but I realized that, that my time there had ended. Mm -hmm. I had become more of, of, of a cog in the machine, if you will. And there's nothing wrong with that. It was a good, stable job. And I really enjoyed it. But I just realized I wasn't going to be able to be the entrepreneur I wanted. And to keep a long story really short, I decided to start a podcast to talk to people who had successfully left a nine to five job to become an entrepreneur full time. And it was somewhat selfish, but at the same time, I went on that journey and took people with me. And my show, I just launched it at the right time. I mean, yeah. I really just, it, it, the stars kind of aligned. I did put a lot into it. So I wasn't like a bad host. Like I did a really good job and the show just took off. And uh, two things happened. One, I learned how to be an entrepreneur from these people, right? But two, I realized where I wanted to be an entrepreneur was in the podcasting space. I mean, I fell in love with the people that I was meeting in podcasting. I, I started speaking at all the conferences. I just knew that this is the, the area I wanted to be in. And that, that's what got me into podcasting full time. I started a, a software company and the rest has kind of been history. Wow. So what foresight did you have to know to get into podcasting? Because it, it does sound like it was way before it really, really took off. And how did you know to start there doing a podcast versus writing a book or doing something different? The, the funny thing is going back to that aerospace shop, I remember I was going through the, the warehouse was like one of uh, like the actual shipping for uh, parts. And I should mention, I wasn't an astronaut, skydiver or fighter pilot, like nothing fun. <laughs> like I worked behind a computer and we were part support for, below the atmosphere is where we focus. So I was like in the warehouse. I went back there to check on my managers and stuff like that. And some of the guys were all talking about a podcast. I had never listened to a podcast and I just kind of heard them talking. I always like to interact mm -hmm. with everybody. Like I try not to just be the guy who walks straight to the manager and ignores everyone else. Right. Like I want to be right. friends with all the people. So I'm like, so what are you all listening to? Cause I could just hear somebody talking. I'm like, are you literally just listening to somebody talk? And like, yeah, it's amazing. I'm like, that sounds so stupid. Um, and then they're like, dude, just try it. And they gave me one and I listened to it and I learned something. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And so from then on, I started like finding shows I liked and started subscribing. So it gave me the idea to actually do a podcast, if you will, like in the entrepreneurship space was because I actually was listening and learning. I'm like, man, if I was behind the mic, I could ask questions that I'm actually yeah. interested in. Because sometimes I'll listen to interviews. I'm like, could you please ask this question? Please ask this question. They never get to it. I'm like, darn, that's what I really need to learn. Yeah. And that's kind of what opened me up to like, maybe I should just do this. And yes. that was that was how I started how I started that. That is so cool. That is so cool. And and it just came natural to you, it seems like. Yeah, right? I mean, it's somewhat worked toward it. 
But um, it, yeah, I'd say it was somewhat natural. I had some experience speaking and stuff like that. So it, it maybe came a little bit easier, but I'm not going to, to, to lie and say I wasn't super nervous the first time I sat behind a mic to record. <laughs> yeah. And even more nervous the day I hit publish when people could hear it. So oh, yeah. I, I, the last thing I want to do was share that with anybody. But I, I know that, you know what, yeah. uh, being afraid, uh, sorry, courage means being afraid than doing what you have to do anyway. I, I knew it was that. important for me to be courageous and just say, here it is world, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, day one, I was a little nervous for sure. So what do you think makes podcasting so popular? I mean, it is everyone's listening to podcasts. What is it about it that we are all just drawn to? I think it's the fact that we are all very busy people. And mm -hmm. I say busy, we've got things that we all like to do, right? Like some of us, it's, it's go to the gym. Some of us, it's keep our house really clean. Yeah. Regardless, we're all doing things. And it just fits really well with that, especially American lifestyle of, hey, we're always moving, we're always going, because mm -hmm. it's in your ears. Yeah. You don't need to also be holding a screen. You don't need to be sitting in front of a TV or anything like that, right? It's just in your ears. It follows you wherever you go. You can hit pause and start wherever you want. And the other beauty of it is it's not like, uh, you, I, I never watched Game of Thrones, but I can remember like when that was out, a lot of people I know, they would watch it, but they come into work one day and they'd be like, no one talk about it. I haven't seen it yet. And podcasting isn't like that. You no. can do it at your own pace. You don't feel like you're going to miss out because you haven't heard something. And so I think it just fits, especially um, and globally, it's, it's really kind of becoming the standard because we're all becoming busier mm -hmm. as a human race, but America kind of driving that forward. This is where people just love to always be on the go. So it allows us to be a little bit ADD and also learn yeah. and listen at the same time. I think I, that's really the, the power of it. It's just a medium that is ex like accessible anywhere and where like whatever you're doing. I totally agree. No, and I love podcasting. I always have, um, you know, it's funny when I first started my business, I started in 2009. Um, speaking. And then the publishing company came in 2010. And one of the things I did was I did a, a radio show. Now, back then, you were way too young to probably even know about this stuff, but it was... Um, <laughs> I'm not as young as I look, all right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, um, maybe. We'll see. Um, but it was uh, a blog talk radio, or I can't remember, but it was an online talk radio show that basically, you know, nobody's listening to, but you had a show. And so it was a lot of work. And every week I did a show, I'd have a guest, preparation and all that. So when I ended that show, I, I was like, see, see ya, I'm, I'm out on that. And then when podcasting started, everybody's like, oh, you need to have a podcast. You need a podcast. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I've done that before. And I really, I, I hesitated for a, a long, long time. Now I was guests on shows a lot. Um, I used to co-host the Ziggler show with Kevin Miller yeah. on, once yeah. a month. I'd do a Q&A call with him. And so it was fun. I love to do it. But I was like, I am not doing my own show. Well, famous last words, um, literally right before COVID hit, I started my show. It was uh, called The Power of Authority at that point. And I intentionally wanted to do it in a studio because I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it different. And I don't want to do a show. Like I want people to come to the studio. We're going to make it interactive. And, and literally we got, we, we recorded like six episodes and then COVID hit. So it was like, okay, well that, that didn't go over so well. <laughs> right. There, there's no meeting in a, in a. <laughs> studio anymore. So it was tabled for a little while. And then about a year or so ago, we brought it back as the power authority spotlight, which is what this show is. And it's really because I was more and, and I really am fascinated by people that have a desire to to have a business, grow a business, but, but have a bigger mission behind it, you know. And so um, now I'm on the other side of it. And I'm like podcasting aside from book writing, which is I'm big passionate about. Um, I tell everybody you have to have a podcast and that's what I want to dive into today because I, I think everyone, and we've talked about it a little bit before too, the benefit of being a guest is huge. And I 
definitely have benefited from being on some shows. But there's another side and one that I, I really want to see more people take advantage of, and that's have your own show. So can we talk about that? Yeah, I, I would love that. And real quick, okay. I'm going to call it a past episode of your show real quick, because I just recently listened to it and I thought it was really well done. It was back from August 8th. And it was with Eric Jensen. And you talked about building authority through podcast guesting. And because we're not going to talk about that today, I do recommend anybody hearing this episode who has not already heard that one, go back and listen to that. It's the power of authority spotlight. Just go back to August 8th is when it was. Eric Jensen, really good. It's the opposite side of what we're talking about today. So I just <laughs> want to call that out. Michelle, I'll pass it back over to you. Yes, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because it's, it's, there's, there's two different reasons. I mean, there's a reason to do both, right? Where, oh, yeah. I, where I feel like, people should really consider having their own show are ones that they are wanting to be a thought leader. Um, you know, we help people write books. We help people to tell their story and build their platform. So if you're in the category of wanting to have any sort of platform, podcast is one of the best ways to do it because it's, you know, it, it's, it's, an, it's an immediate authority. You're a podcast host, but it's also consistently tying into your branding, your message. And I just think it's an opportunity to get, like, if you really are passionate about your book message, then put it into a podcast and it just, it, it can go and go and go. But I really want your take on this because you're the expert. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll give you a story to start this off to kind of reinforce what we're talking about here. Not long ago, I was looking into doing some SMS marketing, which is text mm -hmm. message marketing, basically, right? Sending directly people's phones. Um, and I, I looked up companies on Google. So I just did like a search engine, like looking around, I found a few companies. And then the next thing I did is I opened up my podcast app, opened it up and typed in SMS marketing. I found one of those companies I was looking at had a podcast. Only one, the rest of them didn't. I listened to that, liked it so much. That's the product that I bought. And then I was just curious. I'm like, well, I bought it because they started teaching me something through a podcast, mm -hmm. which clearly established them as the authority. Let me see how their pricing actually lined up. They were the most expensive of the three that I picked out. And right. I didn't have any buyer's remorse on that. I still know I made the right choice. It's because they positioned themselves as an authority and were helping me out through their own content in the way that I like to receive it. So it wasn't like, oh, we got a whole help menu. No, it wasn't that. It was, no, I like podcasting. They met me where I was at. I was willing to pay more to work with somebody I felt like was going to continuously invest in my education, not just of their product, but the idea of SMS marketing in general. And so that right there kind of embodies, the, in my mind, the power of podcasting. That is, okay, that is the perfect story example. I love that. And it's funny, I, I, I actually, I have a texting piece of my business as well. And I looked into all of those and, and it never even occurred to me to do that. But, but you're right. If somebody, if a business or a brand is going to put all the effort to do a podcast, to me, that says, okay, then you legitimately have a great place in the marketplace and great content and things like that. So, um, but it's, that's a perception, right? You and I have been on the other side of this to know it is work to put on a podcast, but it's not like you don't have to be at this elevated level in order to be a host. Or do you disagree? No, you really don't. I mean, you, you, know, you talked about doing the, the recording studio and stuff like that. And like maybe years ago, that was kind of like the mm -hmm. standard because of just what we've seen from traditional radio and TV. But now podcasting is its own thing. And I remember yeah. even like, let's just go back. You talked about 2019 being when you started then 2020 happened, right? Mm -hmm. Before that, even with podcasting, people wanted to edit out every little thing. I heard a dog bark in the background. Can you remove that? And now people don't edit that out anymore because it feels more human. And people yeah. now are just like, just show me that you're a real person. Like, please. Yes. And like example, I interviewed Pat Flynn yesterday and his dog started barking and we just laughed about it. I'm like, I'm not even gonna edit that out. And I'm not even gonna edit out me saying, I'm not going to edit that out. I'm gonna leave it because it yeah. feels more human. So yes, you can go like over the, like the Hollywood production side of it. You're gonna spend a fortune and maybe mm -hmm. your company can afford that. And maybe that's the reputation that you want. 
or you can get a human vibe, which I think is better because I work in software. Any chance I get to throw in a little bit of an issue, not in the software, obviously, but like people hear me stutter a little bit or I'm like, oh, oops, I didn't mean to say that. What I meant was this, like those type of things make it feel human. We yeah. live in a more and more robotic world. And in my mind, the best podcasts are the ones that you can tell, you know what? Michelle is a real person. Yeah, I, I listen to Power of Authority Spotlight because she has people like Jim Palmeron who just shares like his story completely authentically, right? Like, yeah. like you can just, that, that to me makes more sense. So to answer yeah. your question in a very long way, I think that just having a real human be part of it and do your best, do a good job. Like don't sit in your car and do it through your phone, right? Like cars <laughs> honking around you, like, you know, have some pride in what you do, but don't feel like you need to break the bank to do it. You know, I, I love that you said authenticity because that is, that's really important to me as a speaker and, and, and a writer, right? And, and I always would tell people, look, you don't, who do you relate to more? The most perfect speaker that's on the stage with their hand at exactly the right spot and, you know, perfectly polished or somebody who's like, look, I don't have it all together, but you know, I'm working on it and I'm going to share with you what I've learned so far. We connect to real people. And I think maybe that's why Going back to the question I asked you before, why is podcasting such a huge movement now? And maybe it is because, you know, social posts, those can be orchestrated. Um, production, video production, orchestrated, right? To be perfect. But a podcast, if you're just talking to somebody, having an authentic conversation, I just think that it's, you just know, you can just connect with somebody in a different way. way. Feels like real life. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I'm with you. I think that that's really the, the key element that we have to be able to get as podcast hosts. Um, and, and if I could drive into a little bit of a different point here, Michelle, that I think goes well with that is, is you have to know why you're doing it. So mm -hmm. you, you can't just in general, in general, say like, I've got a podcast, we're just gonna have great conversation. No, if, if yours is about SMS marketing, like let's just say, or being it like your book specifically, uh -huh. then make sure the conversations flow really well with that. The best way to do that is before you launch, or if you've already launched at any point, stop and just sit back and say, what is my why for doing this? Like, what is the purpose? And then immediately as you build the purpose, go to your ideal listener. So mm. not somebody, you know, make a fictitious character. This is your avatar and say, okay, here's my why. What does the ideal listener look like of that? Mm. And then you weigh every piece of content against that person. So for me, I have Adam. That's his name. I have a whole backstory at Adam. He's in his mid thirties. He works out a lot. He works a lot. And he listens to podcasts while he's in the gym. Like that's when he's doing that or while he's out kicking the soccer ball. Like that's when he listens, but he wants to listen to learn to grow his on online software business. Like that's what he's looking to do, right? Build an avatar like that that's connected to your why. And then before you even record, say, you know what? Me and Michelle are going to record today. Would Adam get value from the conversation that we're planning on having? Mm. If the answer is no, because it doesn't align with your why, then don't do it. But I find one big problem in podcasting and why some people who actually at least stay consistent, which is the number one metric for success in podcasting is consistently releasing content. So a little, little side note for everybody there, but it's very important. Stay consistent. But if you stay consistent, you have 300 episodes, but you feel like you still have no traction. It's because you don't have a powerful why behind it. You've not stayed true to that. Okay. In my mind, the best way to do this is say, you know what? In 12 months from now, if I do an episode every week, let's just say, or every other week, whatever you're going to commit to, stay consistent with it. But say in 12 months from now, what do I want my avatar to have learned or grown in, in that time period? Where do I want them to have gone on this journey? And if you're like, I don't really know what they would have gotten from this, then maybe you're doing it for the wrong reason, or maybe you don't yeah. have a powerful enough why. Mm. And I think that if we can really get that done right, keeping the human element involved, but having that really focused niche that we want to be in, that's what makes a really powerful show. That's so awesome. That's great information. Okay, let me ask you, because you, you work with a lot, or you've seen a lot of shows, you've worked with a lot of shows. What makes one podcast better than the other? Like, 
from what you've your experience and if you have any examples that you're able to share too. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll actually call out a really big podcast. It's very well known. Uh, I typically like to call out the little niche ones, but there's one that always comes to mind, someone who just does it really right. And it's because this guy has hundreds of episodes. He releases them every, I think it's Monday and Friday or Tuesday and Friday or something, but twice a week and he okay. never misses it. And he just does a really good job keeping the conversation really interesting. It's, it's called the Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan Harbinger has like 15 million people listening to yep. his podcast every month or something crazy like that. And, but he just does such a good job. Like I know, hey, you know what? He's, he's got an episode out and it's Tuesday. So I don't know if it comes out Monday or Tuesday, but that's why I listen to podcasts. So I busted out. I know there's gonna be a new one from him. And yeah. I know that it's going to be good because he's developed that trust with me and mm. apparently 15 million other people that just know this is going to be really good because that is how he's consistently shown up. And it's, it's, his is more general, but he's been able to build to that. Uh, on the flip side, I listen to some smaller niche podcasts that just do it really well because they, they deliver on the promise that they make. So mm. like the show title, uh, the description, what the introduction says, if it doesn't deliver on that, then most people are gonna be like, oh, I'm not really learning what I expected to learn. I've got to go. And yeah. so that, that's what really makes a good show. So Jordan Harbinger's show is kind of like the golden standard, I'd say, but there are literally hundreds of shows that, that I love that I just think people get it really right. So I checked out Jordan's show because, you know, when you did, we were in that, um, your program yes, uh, yeah. as guests uh, a couple months ago. So I, I was checking him out and, and yeah, you're absolutely right. He, he does a phenomenal job of great content consistency. And I do think that is the key. And it's one of the hardest things I will say as an entrepreneur because if anyone listening is like me, I mean, there's just always like something else to do. And so consistency is hard sometimes, but, but it is key, it sounds like. Yeah, I think that, that something that helps with that is commit to a, a set amount of time. So for me, I committed to doing 50 episodes in one year when I launched my show. Okay. And I was not gonna let myself stop. So I just started batching as many of them as I could. I do like 12 at a time and just try yeah. to be like, okay, basically just get through them. And now I actually have like teams that help me do it. And if you have a business along with what you're doing, I encourage you at least hire somebody to edit unless you just love it. Michelle, I know that you have someone who edits for you. I have someone who edits for me. That's, <laughs> that's a calling. Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, Best money you'll have. ever spend. <laughs> yes, exactly. And my, my podcast editor, super affordable, comes from the music industry. He is brilliant. Like the best of the best. I can't do it as good as he can. And he needs almost no direction. I just give it to him. And so people are like, oh, but it's so much work to podcast consistently. If you're saying that, one, is it worth it? And if yeah. you say, no, it's not, then, then don't even start. It's it, like, don't, don't do that. But if you say, yes, it is, but it's still so much work, then find the gaps of where you can basically say, I need to stay focused on my core business, yes. like where I build my authority, right? My authority is not being built by me editing a podcast, unless that's the industry you're in, right? Pass that off. Be willing yeah. to invest in yourself so that you have that mental capacity so you can keep yourself in the right frame so you can say, hey, I can continue to grow my authority. Yes. And if you don't like people, you're probably not going to be a good podcast host. So probably you, know, not. you have to like, I love, I love these conversations. Like that I, I get more from even the side conversations after or before the podcast than, than the actual podcast, because just getting to know people as human beings, you know, and, and we're all, we're all more alike than we are different. And I, and I love that about podcasting that you get to do that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Make sure that you really like people. Consider a solo cast if you don't. There's nothing wrong with non-interviews. No. You can do it by yourself if that's a better fit for you. But people can hear if you don't really like them. So yeah. just be careful, right? <laughs> so true. Okay, so people are thinking right now, like, okay, I, I'm convinced I, I need to do something. What is the best first step, next step for somebody interested in starting their own show? Yeah, so as we already talked about, kind of recap a little bit, make sure that you first off commit to a schedule. You say, I'm going to do monthly, weekly, whatever. 
I can say this from the, the data, the analytics show across the board in podcasting weekly is the best for your okay. show. Um, so that's really the best spot, but there's no right or wrong answer. Just stay consistent with whatever you commit to. Next thing is really develop that why, build that avatar. And the next thing you want to do is actually start recording content. Mm -hmm. So you want to actually get behind a mic. And if you're like, well, I don't know what to get, start with what you have. Here's the thing. If you're using like a new MacBook or like a MacBook Pro or a Windows computer, most of them have good enough mics built in, or you can plug something in, use, use ear, earbuds that have like a yeah. little mic built into them. That's a great way to start. People are not going to be like, oh, but the quality isn't Hollywood status. I can't listen to this. Like anyone who says that isn't going to like your podcast anyway. I'm just going to tell you that. So <laughs> just start with what you have, but start getting some content out there. Okay. It's all about getting the reps. I can tell you this, your episode one will not be as good as your episode two. Your episode two won't be as good as your episode three, your episode four, five, and so on and so forth, right? Like, Michelle, you and I are, we're pretty far in at this point. If we went back and listened to what we originally did, we'd be like, ooh, this isn't Painful. that great, right? But the yeah. truth is, it served somebody at that point. So that's why I always tell people, just get started. That's so right. Once you've recorded some stuff, though, the next thing you need to do is just go to a hosting provider. You can type in podcast hosting. Go, go to Google. I prefer Buzzsprout is the company I use. I'm not affiliated with them or anything like that. That's just who I use. And basically, you're going to up, upload that audio. And then they're going to help you get it on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google. They, they kind of handle all that. There's not a lot of technical stuff involved in podcasting anymore. Michelle, when we got started, even just a few years ago, there was a lot more involved. Like you had to do all these, like you had to dance through all <laughs> kinds of things to figure it out. You don't really have to do that anymore. It's very easy. And it'll automatically, it's called syndication. It's just going to go to all these different directories. Literally, people can listen in thousands of places by a push of a button that you only have to do one time. And then anytime you upload that hosting provider, automatically go. And then there you go. You have a podcast. Now, I, I made that really simple, but it's, it's not hard to figure out how to do this stuff, especially if you just find a good hosting provider. They'll help. They'll literally have staff that will walk you through all of it. What's important is, that, again, you get that why right and you start recording as soon as you can. Yeah. So what I love about you, you are a giver. You love to serve. You came onto the show just to serve. And I so appreciate that. But how can you help them? Like, what is it that, that Podmatch does? Or what are some talk about talk about your business and, and what somebody could benefit from you. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate that. So everything I do is at podpros.com. You can see all of our products and services. You mentioned Podmatch, and that's a service that automatically connects guests and hosts for interviews. Works very similar to a dating app, but instead of connecting people for dates, it connects people for podcast interviews. Uses an algorithm, kind of helps you figure that out. So if you're saying, well, I want to do interviews, Alex, but I don't know how to find guests. There you go. It's going to help you do that by you putting in who you're looking for. It will automatically match you those people. If you're like, this sounds like a lot to manage, we have podcastsop.com, which is stands for standard operating procedures. It's literally a project management software just for podcasters. You don't have to learn anything new. It's really simple. Um, but, but really, the, like, those are some tools that we have, but there are tons of tools out there. But that's a little bit about what I'm doing right now to serve podcasting. And if I could give one call to action, though, it's actually, I had, I had Michelle on my podcast. She spoke at my virtual event. If you go to podpros.com slash 178, it's Michelle talking about how you can speak in sound bites which is good for podcast guests or podcast hosts. And I highly recommend everyone go check that out. I think it's like 12 minutes or something like that, but it is brilliant. It's something I need to go back and listen to on a regular basis, but I always tell people, hey, we're really long-winded and shorter episodes seem to do a little bit better. So go check that out. But anyway, <laughs> I appreciate you giving me the mic for a minute, Michelle. Thank you for that. Of course. No, you've, you've brought a ton of value to me, to um, my company, our team. And so I'm, I'm more than happy. And I really legitimately do believe in what you're doing. And I do Thank believe you. in podcasting. And I... I, it excites me and I, I'm, I'm really excited about podcasting. So um, gosh, I could talk to you all day. I really could, but let's just wrap this up with, you know, what's, what's been the biggest impactful moment and it could be, it could be anything since you started your podcasting journey. What is one thing that you're like, 
gosh, this never would have happened had I not ventured out and started my own podcast. Yeah, there's a bunch of things that come to mind. I'll share, <laughs> I'll share one though. Uh, I was um, in the middle of a really hard editing day uh, because I used to edit my own podcast, which again, I do not recommend don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> and uh, I, I finished the day and I'd logged on to social media because I was like, I just need to, I'm done, yeah. I need a break. And I had a message from somebody and um, I read this message and it almost brought tears to my eyes because she said, Alex, I've been listening to your podcast. I found it midway through like 100 episodes in. I went back and binged all of it. And she said, it's what finally gave me the courage to leave a verbally abusive business company I've been working for, like the boss had been verbally abusing her. And she's like, and I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. This gave me the courage to finally step out and do what I needed to do. And this was like weeks after. And she's like, and I'm already seeing more success from doing this now. And man, that, that to me was like, you know what? I, I'm a firm believer in doing for one person what you wish you could do for everybody. And I'm, I'm never going to help everybody. But I really helped that one person believe I changed the trajectory of her life and her business. And that to me made, I, I could podcast the rest of my life just from that one story. Oh my gosh, I love that. And it kind of goes, ties into perfectly with the show. It's like, you know, you don't do a podcast because you want to be a podcast host. You don't write a book because you want to be an author. You do it because the content has a bigger purpose. And it, it's, it's your authority is what makes other people want to listen to what you want to have to say. So it, it, it just, but it helps make a difference. That's how we make a difference in people's lives, sharing our stories. 100%, I couldn't agree with you anymore. Awesome. Well, you are awesome. And thank you so much for being on the show. I will definitely have you back on again, if you're willing. <laughs> of course. No, I love this, Michelle. Thank you so much. And everyone, thanks for, for listening. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, that's it for the show today. But I really, really want you to go to Podmatch, check them out or, you know, podpros.com. See what they can do for you. Because truly, a podcast is one of the best ways outside of a book that you, if you are passionate about your, your topic, you know that you have something within you that could help someone personally or professionally. It's your responsibility, in my opinion, to get it out there in a bigger way. So we'll see you next time. Make it a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.